like how how would how should I call you? Because like I don't even want to be disrespectful. Like should I call you? Because you were you know a minister as well. Like should, I just want to make sure I give you the right title. So like how how should folks like if they were to meet you like should they just call you tomorrow or is it like the honorable tomorrow or like you know? <laughs> you know it's it's amazing because. People still refer to me as MP. And not, when I say people, a yeah. lot of people. And it, in the first couple of weeks of me, um, you know, exiting parliament and deciding not to run again in the next election, and people kept saying, I was like, oh, I'm no longer MP. And then this one person said to me, you're going to always be MP. Yeah. It doesn't go Kind of like president yeah. of America, going to president whether he's serving or not so it took some getting used to and every now and then they might have to say mp twice or three times before i actually look around but i don't even fight it anymore and no you could just call me mr madam good with that miss tamara i guess like how do you even like introduce yourself to people outside of the caribbean that don't even like know like about all of the amazing things that you do i don't tell them I don't tell them. I just go with. I just go with whatever started in that moment. Yeah, go with you know, and then eventually. <laughs> so what has happened in the past is I've made some new friends. You know, as you go, you're gonna meet people, and I don't ever tell them about you know, um, you know that I've been a, a member of parliament in my country. I don't yeah. ever do that, but eventually people tend to, for some odd reason, Google you. And as soon as you put in, you put my name in Google, then comes up. So, and at that point, most people will be like, how come you didn't tell me this? You didn't ask. That is true. (laughs) And it's interesting because it's like on some level, it's like, you don't even need to brag. Like, this is just your experiences. It's like, why would I need to bring this up randomly in a conversation just so you, just so you know? Exactly. How does it, how does it add value to our conversation? Hey, by the way. Yeah, it's like, I feel like more of like an ego thing where people just want to be like, oh, by the way, just so you know, I'm better than you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't ever. It's weird, but it's interesting that that's that's awesome that, i mean it just goes to show you how humble i think you are and like for me like just i have watched your journey from afar obviously because i've been friends with your daughter for a while and you have just always been like a super strong like figure i think in the community and like even through your journey i feel like you've always like carried yourself with grace which i think is so like just shows incredible strength because like you're going through something that like is a mental toll a physical toll an emotional toll and you still like go about bringing positivity and like showing people that life is beautiful and that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. And then like, I guess like how, how did you cultivate like that mindset of just always being like so radiant? Cause I feel like you can like always sense a beautiful soul. And like, even when I watched your interview with Ralph, I was just like, wow, like she has such a beautiful soul. Like, <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, I credit it to God's grace. You know, if I should step out of, God's grace, if I should deny what God has done for me and in my life, I think you would probably see um, the weak, sad, angry sometimes, you know, human that I am. But 
I insist that regardless to how hard it is, I insist to stay in God's grace. I insist to have covenant with him. I insist to give him the glory every single time I speak. I don't know. We four minutes into recording. I didn't know where we started or not, but I typically try my best to as often as I can. When I address people, I always start by saying to God Mm. be the glory because everything that I do and everything that I am are the inspiration that other people get from me. That glory is not mine. That glory belongs mm. to God. And so, and so that's how I stay strong. That's where the grace comes from. That's, that's how it looks like she makes it look so easy. I've had people tell me in the past that you making all these movies where people are suffering with cancer, you making them look like liars because you don't act like yeah. someone who has battled or is battling or anything like that. And that is because I truly believe, and strange enough, I had a weird encounter this week with someone who mm. doesn't believe, but I truly believe that God lives in me. And if I believe that God lives in me, that means that there is a Mm. king in me. Now, if we take that out of the spiritual and put that into the natural, if you know that the king is coming to your house, you are going to make sure your house is to the standard that a king can feel comfortable. You are going to feed, you are going to make sure the food that you put in your house is not junk, but stuff that will um, keep a king healthy. You are going to make sure that the the way you behave is as if there is a king in your presence. And so we there's a king that lives in me. So I have to carry yeah. myself with grace. I have to speak confidently. I have to um I have to express what it is to be in the mm-hmm. presence of a king 24/7. And the art about that is we don't know how powerful we are we don't have a clue when you know yeah you're preaching to the choir i'm like exactly people have no clue how powerful they are it is crazy like oh i felt that yes 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 and so to answer your question it's god's grace and it's for his glory and i intend to maintain that until the day i expire yeah i mean it is that is incredible. I feel like that is so beautifully said. And I feel like when you believe, when you really believe that like you are a being of God, like like how do you feel? Like I feel like that is the most like just the top affirmation. Like nothing can stop you. Like the only thing stopping you is your 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 mental obstacles against yourself cuz you know God does whatever he wants. He creates and we all can create. Like literally all of us. We all have that the power. Like yeah, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. And I guess like when did you because I one thing I recognized because you had all of these commas and I was like, well, yeah, she's a renaissance woman. That's like the exact same. thing. That's how I choose to identify myself. And in case like no one has ever referred to you as a renaissance woman, let me say someone that's like a renaissance woman or man they're like experts in many things so it's like they're create they're business people they're inventors they're scientists they're doctors they're you know designers but they just take on like 
their intellectual curiosity to go out and express themselves in a you know multitude of avenues and when you were like just describing all the things that you would achieve I was like yeah of course she's a renaissance woman and I feel like there's so many people within the island that are renaissance people but we don't identify ourselves that way and then you go to like the states where everything is about your career um, and being an expert in one thing and I'm just like this doesn't fit like how my people showed me to be which is that we could be great at many things and that's just who we are because we're you know a multicultural pot of people but I'm curious like what led you to being a creator and to like go out and create all of these incredible businesses and now books like what has inspired you to create it you know all of this amazing uh products and services you know every every experience in my life has has positioned me for the next thing that i would conceive so every situation that i find myself in good or bad positive or negative something has to come out of it and in everything there is a lesson and you know sometimes we find ourselves going through the same trials all the time and we wonder why but it is because you did not execute exactly, on the lesson that exactly, you were exactly and so until we get to that place we are going to find ourselves going in circles all the time um i have experienced different phases of life and and i am now in a new phase of life again and out of this has to come some form of greatness mm. as well i mean out of out of cancer came nine children's books so far and counting because now not only am i writing these children's books and i say children but i mean i'm writing from about four years old straight mm. about 16 years old or even higher because my last book was about the 11th grade the 11th and 12th grades of high school so you're looking at 17 or 18 years but the the Outside of that, I've managed to inspire other people to start writing children's books. And yesterday, as a matter of fact, today, um, a cousin of mine that I've inspired to write a children's book wrote it and he published on, well, through my, my account, he's published on Amazon and now has a children's Amazing. book there. So not only is there a lesson that we're supposed to learn, but we're also supposed to pay it forward exactly and, and i have had a lot in life and i have lost a lot in life and so now that i'm trying to um build back myself i want to I don't want to just say I'm my brother's keeper, but I want to be my brother's keeper. And now, and so typically someone else would write a book and okay, there's not much local people with, with children's book. There is quite a few, but not many, you know? Um, and, and the fact that now out of mine will come more, you know, that's paying it forward. And so, in order to be blessed, you got to be a blessing, you know? And so that's, that's where it came from. The books came out of, of, of my time, my battle with cancer. I meant I wasn't just going to sit there and allow it to just rob me of a whole year again without getting anything out of it. And it's a very expensive, mm. in Dutch you say, a dure grap, you know, it's a very expensive joke. This, 
this battle with cancer. And so even outside of your medical bills, you have accumulated so many other bills. And as I mentioned earlier, I resigned from parliament. Well, I say resigned, but I just did not run in the next election that was to come. And so that means that I quit my job. <laughs> and so, um, God bless these books because because of them, I'm still managing to have an income because all my other businesses as well, you know, are closed. And so this right here, I truly believe is going to allow me to see places in this world that I've never seen, just taking these books, reading them to children and people mm -hmm. literally buying them for themselves, for gifts and everything. I am expecting greatness to come from these books and I will continue to write and continue to encourage others to write and continue to publish others' books through my platform if they can't do it for themselves. Well, I actually, it's funny that you say that because like, I remember when I finished watching your interview with Ralph, because low-key i wrote like books in middle school right and like i tried to I, the long story short is i was trying to make it into a movie so i first wrote like a whole script and then i like kid you not emailed it to who i thought would be will smith or will smith's agent and was like um bro like can we you know let's make a movie like i was so convinced i was like yeah he's gonna read it he's gonna be like oh my god this is so good let's find this child in the middle of the caribbean and pluck her and bring her to hollywood obviously that didn't work out they were like who 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 are you uh ma'am this is not the process and i was like okay um but like I, did, I mean plans. i guess <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's amazing the little blessings because the fact that they responded. I have been writing to Oprah and Ellen for the years and no one has ever responded. The fact that you got a no right. is a reason so right. to give God glory because, because then, okay, so what is the process? Oh, that's a valid Teach point. That's you know, a valid point. Don't take the no. No sometimes is yes. You know, perspective is everything. It really is. It's everything. Because I would wish Ellen would answer me and say, hey, no, we won't be able to do that because then I'm going to say, how about this? <laughs> and we're going to be going to you find something, we would get me on this show. <laughs> you would be fantastic. Today. I'm telling you. As we talk about Ellen's stage, and I'm going to be like, to God be the glory because only he knew will know how I've gotten For sure. Here. No, you're so right. But like, I then I turned it into a book. And so like right now, like, did you not like this is like my copyrighted version that my mom like mailed back to us in St. Martin. So I had legal protection because I try to publish it like with the, the House of Nahesi, but then it didn't fit their genre because it's a sci fi book. It's like completely, you know, left field with like aliens and like, you know, all just sci fi. Um, but did you publish no, it? No, that's what I'm so what I'm trying to do now is like re-edit it and kind of modernize it because I wrote it when I was like 13. Um, it's no kind of like just fix it a bit because I reread it and I was like, the story, the meat of it is good. It's just there's a lot in here that I want to fix. So that's what I'm trying to do now and then actually hopefully get it published. But my my goal now is like I don't want to, you know, Will Smith missed his shot. Now I want to get on the Netflix, you know what I mean? Like get it up there. Uh, Cause I, I really would love like to make like shows for the Caribbean, like by Caribbean writers with like Caribbean actors, you know, our own people voicing animations. Like that would be 
incredible, like absolutely incredible. So let me tell you this. So I never had a book launch. And the reason I've never had a book launch is because I don't want a typical book launch where I'm sitting there with people to come and I sign this book. Or I get up and give this beautiful speech. I'm very rough around the edges and I do not like mm. to do things normal. So the reason I did not do my book launches yet is because my book launch is literally going to be skits of beautiful. my stories. So the idea is, and I already had spoken to Miklos who does skits back home. And, um, I just never got around to it because I'm going to need to interview, or, or uh, should I say, um, all these kids, I'm going to have to, to do auditions with them to get them because we're going to do, we're going to do, I have nine books. I'm looking at doing at least five skits out of the nine books and run them all the same night, you know, and have people come and that will be my book launch. Okay. Um, that's, that's, that's the dream. And then once you get them to skits, you're talking about Tyler Perry. He took his skits and he turned them into movies. So you, you are on some Will Smith. I'm on some Tyler. And that's where I'm trying to get, you know, I read because my books are not just your average book. My book are lit. My books are literally self-help books for kids, for children. For preteens, for teenagers, you know. I mean, I have one book that speaks about anger. And it's about this girl who got upset with her brother, rightfully so, because he made a mess that her mom didn't ask questions and had her clean up. And in her anger, because of his nonchalant reaction to her, she threw her phone at him, he missed him, hit the wall, shattered her phone homework assignments, class schedules, everything is in this phone. And so Mm -hmm. she allowed her anger to get the best of her and it rippled Mm -hmm. into a downward spiral of her missing classes, being late for class, not having the right assignment, you know, and and getting in trouble with, with her teachers at school or whatever, all because she acted on anger. And the truth is we have so many young kids that are very angry for what reason? I don't know, Mm. but they have this angry mentality. And so that book speaks to that, that character and allows them to reflect and think on, you know, if I throw this phone, it's going to get break. If I miss him, I'm going to get in trouble with school. I'm not going to be able to finish my assignments. And so that's what that book is about. Yeah. Mindfulness. Like that's so important. Exactly. Now for a message from our sponsors. One of my other books I have is called Friend Mode is Our Safe Zone. Now, believe it or not, that is a strategy that Moosh came up with when she was very young because I was a very strict parent. And so she realized she had problems speaking to me or expressing herself to me Mm. without feeling like she was crossing the line. And she came up with this thing called friend mode and in friend mode, she could tell me anything, but as a mother, I'm not allowed to get mad because in friend mode, I'm supposed to be Mm. her friend and give her advice. 
And that worked out so well for us over the years. Everyone always wondered, how come you and Musha relationships are good? How come you and Musha tell you everything? Even, I mean, the, the things that would piss a typical parent completely off, me and Mush had down That's packed. Important, we talked about so it. Important. We worked it out. We fell out now and then. But that book is about communicating with your parents because in today's world, we are faced with predators who are just sitting by waiting for that kid who says, I have nobody I can talk to. And I have waiting. all these feelings trapped inside of me. And this predator is going to say, hey, you can trust me. You can talk to me. And before you know it, he's either pimping the girls or having the boys taking drugs around the world. All because there was just that little breach in communication mm -hmm. between parents and children or teachers and children. And unfortunately, even teachers mess it up, you know, along the way in doing things they're not supposed to with kids. And so children need to have that safe place where they can express themselves, seek sound advice and the like. And so that's just two books I explained, but I could go down the line with all nine books, every single book I have is some form of moral, principle, discipline, anything that helps them be better human beings as they grow up and to help them curb some of the obstacles they're going to have to encounter as human beings growing up in today's world. And so, I mean, my, my last book, there's, I mean, my last two, one is called It's Not Always About You. And that has, that, that book is so deep. That has to do with your reputation that you, you, you know, rebellious, mm -hmm. um, um, the victim, always victim, you know, always angry, always exaggerating a situation, you know, and in the end, it's just you projecting your stuff on other people are taking on exactly. what they project onto you. We got to know who we are as people and become so root, so deeply rooted in who we are exactly. that we don't have to be moved emotionally, exactly. but what people, by what people try to project on us. But how do you break that down for a teenager to powerful. understand? So and that's powerful. what I did with that's that. That's so book. powerful. Like, that is so powerful. Like, that's not enough. Like, people do not teach you this stuff in school, which is sad. Like, <laughs> like I know so many people that could benefit from, like, just that yeah. shift in perspective, like you were talking about. Like, that is, yeah, to break it down like that. Powerful. Yeah. The last book I wrote is called When is Enough? Enough. And that book is about four students, high school students, because they all drive. And they were just, three of the four was just rebellious. Moosh is, in that book, I have, I, I use Moosh as the, the character who's always calming the situation down, you know? And so in that book, these three girls just always challenging, always rebelling. And what happened was... Um, they got in trouble with a teacher and Moosh was like, guys, y'all going to get in trouble with a teacher. No one listened. They got in trouble. Then it was like, guys, y'all going to get in trouble with a principal. If you leave the school ground, you're not supposed to leave. And then boom, they lose. They ended up, um, indeed, um, getting in trouble with the principal. And then eventually, um, they ended up getting in trouble, almost getting in trouble with the police, the authorities. And that's what got them to calm down. And so that book basically allows teenagers to see that, hey, stop. When is enough enough? Do you have to literally end up in jail in order for you to stop? 
you know, and thankfully that didn't happen to those girls. After they were in a chase with the police and managed to dust the police out, yeah. they realized, hey, you know, we done. <laughs> we, we're push, you right, we ain't doing this no more. That's how they ended up stopping. You know, so the, the books are all relatable. They're not things that really happen in day-to-day life. Mm. I'm curious. So, like, are, are what languages the are the books written in? Is it just like standard English, or do you use like some Saint Martin English in there as well? No, so I don't have none of my books are local. And when I say local, okay, no okay. twang, no no slang. All of them are very international um, um, books. Very, um, they are all about things that anyone all over the world we're going can can relate to so um so in the end in the end you know well i think i may very well do a local book the reason that i want my books to be to be not just relatable on the island or in the caribbean um is because of the topics that i speak about the topics I speak about are as long as you are human, as long as you have a not as as long as you are human, you can relate to these because at some point you are a child and you grow through these challenges. Some people, some people are just little angels and they don't have to go through any other stuff. But for sure, you know, some friend who've been through some stuff, you know? And so, like you said, you have to be creative in, in all these different areas. So everything that has happened to me. While growing the one daughter that I have, I'm putting all those because I, so many people say to me, you know, Moosh is such a good girl. Yeah. You know, your daughter's a really good kid. But that didn't just happen, you know? I mean, it took, and not, I can't even take all the credit because I truly believe in the neighborhood of bringing up a child. You know, I was not that parent who would go off on everybody if they disciplined my daughter. I mean, I was not that parent that could let anybody take advantage of her. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, you have those kids who are going to bring my mother for you. I'm not that mother. <laughs> I'm not that mother. I'm not that mother. I'm that mother who wants to know what is right and what is wrong. And if you were yeah. wrong, you were wrong. And if you yeah. are right, then you are right. And I, I always said to, to, to Moosh, I say, you know something, Moosh? It doesn't matter what it is. I just need one thing from you. The truth. If you did it and we need to get a lawyer, we're going to get the best lawyer in tongue and we're going to fight this. But if you did not do it, just tell mama so that I can go out there and act a fool <laughs> because you did not do it. I just need to know the one thing that I've always taught my daughter is I need to be able to trust you. And so do not lie to me. I can't mm. deal with lie. You want to see me go crazy? <laughs> Lie to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I mean, lying just like eh. the thing is, eventually you either get caught or you have to build the lie further than it needs to oh, be built. Because exactly. like eventually, someone's gonna ask you, and if you slip up, like that's it, you know. And like people always think, oh no, I can maintain it. It's all good, and it's like it never is. It never, it never is. Like it always, like as my mom always says, whatever is dead in the dark will always come to light, one way or the right. other. Like, 
you can't you can't escape it and it's like like you said it's like one of those things that keeps repeating until you learn your lesson and it's like for me it's crazy because like I feel like only recently did I realize like the whole repetition to evolve aspect of like because sometimes I'd be sitting there like why am I still having these like same trains of thought that like I thought like we were done with this or like you just see like events replay themselves and you're like, well, clearly I failed that. But then you realize like, oh, like that's what this all was. And then you learn and then you're like, it's a new day. We've advanced, yep. you know, um, but it, it takes like a while. I feel like for people to even like realize like all of these little mental shifts. And if people like if you don't have people around you that are giving you positive influences that are trying to uplift your mind like it's really hard to to know like how to manage your anger how to deal with when you're feeling sad how to practice gratitude like if no one tells you you just it's tough to know how to deal with like all of the doubt and like the fears that every human has just because we're human yep indeed that's awesome I feel like yeah Moosh is so lucky to have you like that is that's awesome because I feel like so many moms aren't even like that. They're just very stuck in what they want. I was very lucky. My mom has always been there to listen to me. Even when I told her things she didn't ask or want to hear, I was just like, I need somebody to talk to. Like, <laughs> um, she was always there. But it's it's awesome to have, like, really to show other parents, like, what you can do to really build that bond of trust between you and your kid because they need you. Like, we, like they need you. <laughs> Like I read for a couple exam classes at the high schools and I would share like the, the friend mode situation. And a lot of them would be like, Hey, that's not going to work with my mom. You know, my mom is not open like that. And every time a child says that breaks my heart because you know, when I was growing up, my mother was very open, but Outside of that, whether she wanted to hear it, if she wouldn't listen, no problem. She was going to read it because I love writing letters. And I would properly express myself, leaving, you know, exactly what I like or don't like, you know. And um, so, and I think it's important that that children have that, you know. And so that's why it's such a big deal to me that we have a safe place that we can communicate with our children. Because... When you go back, when a child reaches to a point where they have committed a crime and now it's time to go to jail and they do some, they, they have to take, go to social workers and the like, it always stems back to some childhood situation that that child was not able to express themselves or ask for help at that time. It always, almost always trickles back to childhood and whether you had money or no money, whether you lived in a mansion or in a shack or on the Does street, not matter. it yeah, always exactly. comes back to a missing link in communication. You know, a misunderstanding gone wild is a, a murderer, is a serial killer. For sure. Because at some point when they were crying out for help, Nobody no one heard them. Mm -hmm. And we literally, and I think I, I literally want to write a book about that for children because me crying out to you for help doesn't necessarily come from my mouth. Mm -hmm. My mouth don't say, Hey mommy, help me. Yeah, exactly. My actions do. Yeah. We have to pay attention to our children and see down to the very way they walk. 
when they are with or without you. Down to the way they talk, down to the way they dress. You know those kids who leave home in a sweater but get in school and in the spaghetti straps? Yeah. <laughs> All of those things, everything have a meaning, have a reason. Yeah, exactly. And so, and sometimes, sometimes, a child who does who doesn't want to go to school because maybe he or she's being bullied at school is gonna try to leave the house looking crazy. And as a mother, you're gonna be like, get back here and change that. Yeah. Also, that be late because maybe before class start, I always have to deal with these bullies. You don't know. We do not know what these kids face. We send them to school where you think it's safe, and it's not always safe. You know. So so we really need to find a way that we can interpret their their behaviors, that we can interpret their languages so that we can tell when something is wrong with our kids or create a safe place where they can tell you anything. But I feel like sometimes it's like for some of the parents, I feel like it's like they've never had that role model for themselves. So they're just like continuing, you know, a cycle that they're just used to. So it's like, for, like you were mentioning, like you were very open with your mom but, like, imagine people that were never, like, they had, like, parents that were always gone or just, like, like pe- nobody really ever cared. And so they were just, like, maybe for them, it's just, like, oh, I'm just trying to feed you. Like, you're supposed to go to school. Like, I trust the school to do what it's supposed to do. But obviously, that also has its because issues. parents send their kids to school, their children to school, so that teachers can raise them. yeah. So there are some parents who are so, and I could give you another one. There are so many parents who are more concerned about their children being their friends that they don't see, they are crossing that invisible or blurred line of parenthood and friendship. And through not wanting to upset your child too much or through so wanting to be your child's best friend, you miss out on opportunities of disciplining them and also you miss out on opportunities of teaching them, you know, because you are too busy trying to be their friend. And that can lead to the destruction of a very smart or talented child. You can literally destroy your child's future career in childhood by not applying the proper disciplines, morals, principles, mannerisms. You you can destroy your child's future from here, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's so important communication. Another thing that we have to, that we have to teach our children is to be grateful, gratitude, because the more grateful you are, the more you will be blessed. It's just nature. That's just the way it's done. The more thanks you get, you give, the more reasons you get to give thanks. You understand? And so we have to teach our children to be grateful with what they have. It is okay to aspire for more. It is okay to be ambitious and work hard to get more. But it is very important that we understand what we have now, that we appreciate what we have now, Mm -hmm. that we value what we have now. Because until we have those three things locked down, you're going to constantly be missing on other opportunities that you could have been grateful for. This is true. This is so true. And so I have a book that's called Happy With My Haves. That book is on gratitude. Mm. You know, and so to me, these are the things 
These are the things children need to know and need to be able to rely yeah. on. Another book I another book I wrote is called Does My Belly Have a Brain? Mm. Now, why is it when you got a crush on a guy and you as much as see him, you get butterflies in your belly? Why is it when you do something, you you spoke ill of someone that is supposed to be a friend? And the minute they come around, your whole entire being, your stomach is all and upset not, yeah. because you don't, if they heard what you said or if they, if they were told or they saw, you know, that's your intuition. When you want to do something that you know is wrong, your stomach always flutters. You, oh, it hurts. Or you get, in my case, I get an instant diarrhea. If it ain't good. I feel you. The nerve instant. poops are the worst. <laughs> exactly and so and so this book is about teaching children to be able to identify their intuition because most of the time your intuition tells you to not do what's mm. wrong your intuition always wants you hey it's like a, it, it, it jerks on you hey 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 that's not good what you're doing there stop don't see that cookie go ask for it don't lie and say you did your homework and you didn't. Go finish your homework. Hey, don't leave the bathroom until you brush your teeth. You know, these are your intuition. And when you don't do them, your belly hurts, your head hurts. And so these two little girls wanted to know, does my belly have a brain? Because everything that I do that I know I'm not supposed to do, or every little white lie that I tell, I feel it in my stomach. Every time I take a cookie from the cookie jar at three o'clock in the morning, when I wake up, I feel as if my belly saw me, mm. you know? And so that's what that book is about. So again, all of them are in line with the same, same types of thing. I guess like, so like how, like, what is your writing process? Like, do you have to go somewhere for like six months and hunker down and write? Or do you like, like, I guess like, what is your process for like coming up, like, First coming up with the, like the vision of the book and then actually manifesting it and like having it available for folks to actually get it on the island or like purchase it from, from Amazon or wherever you distribute your, your books. Okay, so I'll start with the first question, which is my writing. I, most of my books, now I have... I have 10 books in total, but one is an adult okay, coloring okay. book with biblical. That's, that's, that's a whole nother topic, but I also have one coloring story journal. Mm. So it's a coloring book. It's about the fruit of mm. the spirit. Um, and the fruit of the spirit, there's nine fruit of the spirit. So there's, there's love, joy, peace, hope, gentleness, goodness. Um, um, faithfulness, um, um, kindness, and I'm missing one. Joy, peace, hope. Anyway, I'm missing one. But the, the point is, these are all the characteristics in the Bible that teaches us what, what characteristics we should have as human beings walking mm. this earth that we will never be held it is, we will never be punished for those fruits. If our characters would just exude those fruits, we are fine. 
We will never go to jail because we are always going yeah. to be kind. We're always going to love. always going to be joyful. We're always going to be seeking peace. We're always going to be um, praying. You know, we're always going to be faithful. We're always going to be gentle to the animals. To the you know, we're always going to be good to each other. I just said all night. <laughs> so, so um, once we apply those. Once we apply that to our lives, to our minds, and just execute everything that you do based yeah. on those, then we're in a good. Then we are, we have the battle to heaven. Yeah, we halfway you. there, you know. And so, um, that book is a it's a book, it's a a story, and not and a very short story. So it's a fruit, the scripture from the Bible, an example of children expressing that fruit, and then um, you there's a coloring page, and at the back of that. There. Now you have the opportunity to tell of five times when you executed that expression of that fruit mm -hmm. of the spirit. And so that's one book, but all of my other books of the nine, well, eight story books, full story books. I think I have written one here. One, I've written one here and, um, I go to Miami. That's where 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 I did my my chemotherapy and and my surgeries. And so once I'm there, I don't have anything to do. I don't have anywhere to go. You don't get no bunch of visitors. So I re it's like a, a a really a zen space for me to just lock up in a house, put on the AC, you know, and just write for whatever inspires mm -hmm. me at that time. Or if I see a friend and their children and I see a little awkward situation that I think somebody can learn something from, I'll write about it. Nayla's anger experience is a, a real story that happened between a sister and a brother, you know, and I just turned it into a, a lesson that other people can, can learn from it. So to answer your question, I think my, I, my flow, as I call it, happens most of the time when I'm away. Um, but, but yeah, I don't need six months. My books are, maximum I have one I believe with 50 pages you know and that includes an illustration page so you're looking at about 25 pages um of pure story so that can't take me six months I could knock a book out for you in three days you know and I, I want I want to increase on the length of the stories bit by mm. bit for the teenagers and then I'll cut back on the colorful illustrations and go black and white um but I definitely want to keep them short and interesting and to the point. It don't take too long to get to my punchline because I don't want people to get, I don't want them to get bored and I want them to be able to write, you know, write some essays from them or speak of their experience about the same types of things. And so, yeah. And then as far as where they sell, I think that was your other question. Yeah. Like, I guess like, like, do you just sell like the ebook version, or do you also have like a hard copy paperback version that people buy? I have, I have, I think one, two, three of my books have a e have the e version. Only three of them, um, or four maybe. One, two, three, four maybe. Yeah, but my books are all um hard copies, not the hard cover, but the a paperback, soft. a paperback version. So most of my books are the paperback version. And um and I think 
I think, well, all of them are on Amazon. And then you can go to my website. I have a website, www.tamleobooks.com. And now I finally start shipping from that, that website as well as states or other places. And um, yeah, that's where you can get my books. Or in person in St. Martin, you could get them. Are they like manufactured in, in St. Martin or are they like manufactured in China as well? Kitty P. Where, I Kitty have no P. clue what that it is. Kindle, KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing. Sweet. But I have every intention to buy me myself a nice printer and um, a binding machine because I would like to make the opportunity more, um, I would like to make it more, I want children to write books. Beautiful. I want, and I, and I don't want them to have to go through the struggle of, having to go through KDP because you need to have a social, you need to have a bank account, you need to find mm. ways to get that done. Luckily yeah. for me, I have that. But but a lot of people don't have it. So my cousin who just who published his book, he published it through my KDP. I see, I see. And I will do the same with other people until KDP says to me, hey, you publishing, you know, you're a publisher now under this publishing company. So that is my intention, but I also want to get the binder and I also want to get the, a decent printer and if possible, a laminating machine that can, um, that I can then print mm. for children. That is here. a beautiful goal. I feel like it's much needed, especially at that age. Like they will write you a story, you know, it's easy peasy. And it's like something that you can have your whole life to say like, yeah, when I was in, you know, little school, I wrote a book and other kids read my book. Like, like it's important for the culture. And like, I think it's so great what you do because it shows like the people like, hey, like if she can do it, you can do it. Like we can all do it. Like there's nothing stopping us from flooding Amazon with books written by St. Martiners. Like all it does is help our people grow, our people share and share our culture even throughout the islands. Like, yeah, I feel like there is nothing stopping us from being the Hollywood of the Caribbean, stopping us from being the New York, you know, all of that. Like we we have the culture like our culture is like nowhere else in the world it's so amazing like and you know what you know what it is though i don't know if it's a st martin thing a caribbean thing a world thing i i don't know but people tend to grab on to their prized possessions and this is how i am making my money and so i'm not helping anyone get any children's book because Next thing you know, somebody gonna write a book better than mine, and then everybody gonna start buying their books, and nobody's gonna buy my book. That is the mentality of our people here. Meanwhile, I want everybody to write. Everyone, everybody need to write. Exactly. Just write. Bring, publish it. Bring them. I gonna help you out. Just, but I want everybody to write because this industry is huge exactly. already. As exactly, it, it's crazy. This number one selling thing is not an easy, a easy thing to get by. However, you never know who will hit it big at what, what point. And if I hit it big, best believe I can pull some of my, my authors with me. You know, I mean, pay attention. You know, I always say people, Americans made America great. Exactly. We have to make exactly. our hair Exactly. Exactly. Every American wrote a book. And all Oprah said was, this is on my favorite list of books. Guess what? People bought million it. Million copies. 
Who is our Oprah? That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't need Oprah. We can build our own Oprah. Like, we can build our own Ellens. We can, we, we, it's like where we focus our attention. If you want, you are giving Netflix money. We can build our own Netflix. We don't need them. Like, we can do it all. Like, it's just, we have to, we have to prioritize our own voices, our own books, our own products first, and then buy the rest of the worlds, you know? I feel you. I feel you 100%. But we also have to do it in a manner that we can tap into that Exactly, exactly. So, hence my reason for not necessarily writing books that are only relatable to people here. Like, I have a friend who has a mad, cool concept for a children's book series mm. and i am just trying to light fire under her to start writing these she books should. because her, her concept is amazing she just do it and children will be able to relate to her concept and that is going to that is going to inspire more people to write you know and so i really 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 wish that she could get on it and publish her book because I am I'm a I strongly believe that she's going to touch legs with, with that concept, you know? Guaranteed. And so, guaranteed. Like guaranteed. Motivate and inspire and try to be the Oprah to get everybody books published as often as possible. Exactly. You you should totally hundred percent be our Oprah. You know what I mean? Like have the tomorrow show. We go on, you create your reading list, you know. We we go through different St. Martin products. We could talk about the lemon, you know, the lemonade. You get a lemonade, you get a lemonade, you all get a lemonade, you know. <laughs> like why <Exactly>. not? Like, <laughs> Exactly. We also have Bushy Lemonade. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like, like, it's so crazy because, like, as a St. Martiner abroad in the United States, I go to the grocery store. They have no products that are of my culture, of my people, none of it. I go to Florida for, you know, a week. They had some chicken patties. I swear I almost cried in Walmart. I was like, wow. This is unfair. Uh, And it's like, I feel like people don't realize, like, we have St. Martiners everywhere. And not, not even St. Martiners. We have Caribbean people everywhere. Don't you think they yeah. want to eat stuff that they've grown up eating? Like, I miss. Yep. I have no idea how much of St. Martin I miss. Like, and it's the little things. It's like like your bush tea lemonade, like your the ice cream, like our snack boxes. Like, I can't get a cashew cake for Christmas in America. Like, this is not happening. You know what I mean? Like, where where am I going to go and get the Johnny Cakers, Johnny Cake mix? I can't get that at Kroger. But it's like, these are all things that yeah. I would rather be buying with my money than like some of the stuff that I'm forced to buy as a replacement because they don't carry what I want. But it's because like one we aren't distributing our products on a large scale to prove to them that there is a market for our products because I can tell you our stuff has seasoning that actually tastes good. Like I've seen some of this stuff that people be eating and I'm just like, why? This is disgusting. This is straight up trash. Like, but yeah. say, like Caribbean food, say Martin food in particular is the best in like the world. Like I, Ooh, like I, oh, I miss it so. I miss it every day. Like I feel like I was so spoiled growing up because they set a bar that just can't be met anywhere else. And I'm like, guys, we could, you could sell this to the rest of the world. The rest of the world need your seasonings too. Like, 
the rest of the world needs our culture yeah. like because it is so beautiful and i feel like i feel like when i see my people i don't just see regular same runners i see future actors i see future talk show hosts i see musicians the number one rappers in the region like but it's like our people don't see that in themselves and i'm like guys like you are all fabulous all so powerful but you have to like feel yep. feel that you can achieve it and i see it like our St. Martin is really like nowhere else. And it's like people, I wish people recognize how valuable our culture really, really was. Cause it's so, it's incredible what we could do if people just believe like. Yep. 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 And we're back at yeah. one. Cause that's what we started with believing <laughs> how powerful you are. Exactly. Exactly. I guess like, cause I remember on like Ralph show, you were talking about getting your, uh, your like your beverages in the u.s like has that been making any progress because i would love to see it at whole foods well what what in jesus name it's going to be in whole foods soon enough we have one tourist who came to say martin tasted the bushy lemonade and she fell in love with it and was like listen i gotta get this on shelves in america i don't know how we're gonna do this and we kept in contact with her we just sent her her first batch of mm. samples that she can do whatever she wants to, but she wants to get it in Whole Foods. She wants to get it in Trader Joe's, you know? So <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to the manifestation of that. Me too. Cause I'm ready to buy it. Like, I'm just like, here is my money. Like, take it. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying, I would be so ready to spend my money on it. Like, I'm just like, can they please, please carry some of this stuff? Like, People don't mm -hmm. understand and it's like i feel like people just think like the tourists like, i'm like guys so you think they like it for a reason like they don't get this back there i can attest to it it's very sad very sad yeah <laughs> but i think we will get there i feel like you know you're making strides to just show that it's possible to folks and i feel like that like hopefully we'll light a fire under people like that's one of my goals with the nonprofit is just prove people you can do whatever it is you want to do in this life like it is literally up to you every day to choose what you want to work on today what goals are you trying to manifest because i can assure you not everybody wants to do what you want to do so like focus on that because like no matter what it is, like the, like you were saying, like the, there's no competition. Like there, the market is abundant. You know, the market will only continue to grow. If you have the better product, you will win. Try it, try it and true. Like you just have to keep pushing stuff out there. Exactly. Exactly. And we just have to be each other's keeper. We just have to push each other and not be selfish and not... um secretly try to sabotage each other we can do it we can do it i feel like i am going to do it but not just for me it's going to be for quite mm -hmm. a few of us but you have to be able to see the vision you have to be able to to embrace the thought of what we're going to do and stay focused because i have had tons of reasons to just stop with these books you know i have had reasons and I am not stopping. I don't care who somebody in Zimbabwe is going to read my books. Somebody in Timbuktu, if that's a place, will read exactly. my books. Alaska, Austria, Australia, 
since they're two different places, they are all going to read exactly. my books. I am so serious. If I have to start translating these books to start printing them in French and Spanish, so be it. These books need to get yeah. around the world. And like, as you mentioned, I guess like, how was it for you like getting treated in the United States? Like, how was your experience? Like, do you love the American medical system or like, would you say, because I feel like there's, yeah, go ahead. My, my first, my first encounter with cancer, I was, I was diagnosed here in St. Martin, but, but, um, at the time they told me it was benign. And I decided I was going to get a second opinion. And then in America, it was, no, this is not benign. This is cancer. And so I happened to have been there, and that's where we started it. And then since they were the ones that identified that it was um, indeed malignant, I decided to just stick with them. And so we did everything there. So this second time when I went back, I went on vacation while I was there, and, and I got a little pain. And Moosh was like, hey, why don't you check yeah. Mario right here? And so... I did exactly that, and that's how we found out that it was back. And again, I was already there, and my insurance covers out there, so I just stayed that's and awesome. had it done there. Um, I do not have a problem with my doctor's hair. I do not have a problem with my nurse's hair. But in some cases where we have to depend on yeah, either sending you away because the all of the um they don't have all the facilities here to deal with whatever then i prefer let me just take it over to america you know I, at least that's what i prefer and i had the insurance to be able to afford me that opportunity regardless of how much i had to fight with them to get what is rightfully mine but i'm sure you heard that on the interviews yeah i did i totally you know? did um, so since I had that luxury, I, I decided to do it that way. But cancer is the past now, so I guess like did you did you use any did you use any natural like remedies as well, like Nuni juice and stuff like that? Or was it purely just like straight chemotherapy the whole time? The first time was chemotherapy and radiation. This time was um chemotherapy and plant based. Mm, interesting and i guess like how because i mean I've, I've i've never had to go through chemotherapy how is like the actual procedure is it like you're in a room and they blast you with radiation or is it more of like a syringe <laughs> like i have no clue what's the process okay so radiation i still had boobs then then a lumpectomy and took out okay, the okay. tumor and so there, i had breasts like yeah. a normal breast and what they did is they mark it, they, they create a mold that you lie on and you get, mm. they, they beam you up like Scotty uh, later. Well, and I mean, mm. I'm not, I think I my see, first, first one was, I believe, 12 minutes. And then it keep dropping down till it was about oh. seven minutes. Um, and I did quite a few rounds of, of um, radiation. But... Um, the chemotherapy is a liquid. It's a liquid. I have, I still have it, mm. a port in my chest where they just poke you with a needle and then they, they, it goes in there by drip, but much faster than it would do just went through your regular veins. Mm. Um, and there was, I had like, I think I've experienced like four different types of chemotherapies. 
you know, the, the, there's a red one, there's a clear one, there's an orange looking one, you know, um, the one that was red, I used to call it, um, blood of Jesus. Mm, that's good. That's good though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're sending in an army to fight. That's all that's good. Right. That's good. I feel like it's good to have like a, what do you call it? Visualization exercises like that. Cause it's a mind body connection. And so you have to believe that you're treating yourself, that you're healing yourself. Um, and yeah, that's super important. I guess like, did you suffer any of the side effects as a result of chemotherapy? Every single one that exists. I just feel as if I had such a good trip throughout. Okay. Chemotherapy really, really, really is rough. I won't, I, I can't, describe it it's harsh it's rough it's in like an exhausting fatigue or like a pain just like uh, all everything fatigue bone pain Mm. no taste it's horrible (laughs) nothing stays on your stomach it's i i I do not want to experience that again i've had it went through it gracefully i did my best to to grace my way through it and i trusted god with everything in me that i was going to be good but i also trust god to know that i've had enough Mm. i don't want to deal with that again um that's how bad it was i can only imagine i mean that just shows how strong you are like to have the amount of energy you're displaying right now like having gone through that like you're a warrior. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, you're incredibly strong. Like, wow. Like that is incredible as a woman, like props to you. Like you are incredible an inspiration for sure. Because I can only imagine, like you said, like most of the time when they show folks going through that, it's never in a positive light. It's always very like no. dreary. Like they're pretty much half dead already, but like you're full of life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you exude life. Like, and, and that, that is beautiful. Goes right back to God. Yeah. That is incredible. That is so incredible. Yes, yes, yes. This was nice. I feel, I mean, for me, it's just like, it's lovely to get to know people, you know, and just to like understand their journey and what they've been through and how, just like how they continue to give themselves to the world. Because I feel like that's what life is all about. Like, it's all about learning lessons every day. And the fact that Mm -hmm. you're sharing your wisdom with others is like super important. I think like I can only imagine how many kids will benefit from the books that you're writing Because for a lot of people, like, if you don't have that role model around you, it's hard to kind of figure out that you have to do all of that self-reflection to unlearn a lot of the bad behaviors that you're taught when you're a kid. Because it becomes so attached to, like, your identity and how you see yourself that you think, like, oh, I can never shake this reputation that I have. Like, people only or like you have this whole belief of what people think about you that's all in your head that you don't even know if it like matches up to the truth or not it's just what you tell yourself and it creates like this like you said spiral of just like life not going in the direction you want because you keep feeding the version of yourself that you don't even want to be but I'd like to to have you share like all of the lessons that you've gone through especially like as being the warrior that you are, that you're fighting for your health every day. I think it's so important for people to see like one, like how important health is for us and like how important it is. Cause I'm not sure if like, was this hereditary for you? Like, do you carry the BRCA9 gene? No. So it's like exactly to show like 
it's important for us to one understand like our health in terms of our ancestry but also just to understand like how is the environment around us the foods that we put in our body the stresses that we carry um, how does that impact our health because a lot of us I feel like we hold on to grudges and that just creates like disease in the body like you hold on to pain and anger and like it just knots up and starts you know creating blockages in you but um if you have like that ability to reflect and if you have like a religion that allows you to have a community like that's so important because support is everything and I feel like a lot of times like people are alone and they just don't feel like they're supported or loved but it's like like if you carry yourself with love and kindness I feel like yeah the world will be so much better and like my dad was telling me it's like it really is all about you like if you focus on yourself and loving yourself and just being a loving person and everybody did that we wouldn't have half of the problems we have today like it, it's just but it, it's hard like as Michael Jackson said to like look at the man in the mirror you know <laughs> and kind of just like look at them and be like who is this person that I'm trying to be um and what should she or he represent you know it's crazy but I guess, do you have any last words you want to share with folks about any new books that you're coming out with, any tours or like readings that might be popping up soon or like where they can get your books, whether it be for their children or, you know, someone in their family to read and share, share the lessons. As far as new books, um, <clears throat> I am looking forward to publishing in January. We don't have a title for it yet, but it speaks about that child that child that stands out mm. um among his or her friends based on being different. So as well as inclusion. So we're finding a way to work that story out. Um also I have uh I can be whatever I want to be coloring book for children. So it's a child looking through binoculars wondering what they're going to look like as a doctor, mm. as a, a dentist, as a hairdresser, as a dish jockey, as, you know, so, and those are just coloring um, pages. And I'll probably put a couple words to say, when I grow up, I want to be this, mm. to be this, I'm going to have to study really hard in school. I'm going to have to always tell the truth. Yeah. I'm going, you know, kind of little guide yeah. that will, teach them how to go grow into being who they want to be. And then, um, and so that's it for so far for, for January. I intend to release a book. The idea is to release two books every month for the entire year wow. of 2022. But I also want to travel a lot in 2022, going to different places to read and sell these yeah. books. So let Let's see. It might be a tall order, but nah, let's see. I believe Maybe in I could... you. I believe you will do it. Like manifest it. You know, I definitely believe. I'm gonna check in. You'll be like, yeah, man, my book is definitely in Zimbabwe. They're reading it right now. <laughs> right. That's right. And um, and then I want to, I want to um, people can get my books on. Like I said, my website is www.tamleo my name is Tamara Leonard so it's the first three letters of my first and last name um dot tamleobooks.com and they can also just punch in Tamara Leonard on my on Amazon and all my books should come up there as well and that's it Sweet. um as far as what I would like to encourage 
anyone with, you know, we often hear dream and dream big, you know, and believe in yourself and believe in your dreams because they come true. And that is true. But what I would like to add to that is when we are going through hardship, hard times, difficult situations, find and make time to produce or conceive something positive from it and execute it. In my case, I decided to write books. I did not conceive the idea of writing children's book. I saw it on TikTok and I was looking for something that I can do while I was battling so that I don't end up a loser um, to cancer. So I want yeah. to battle because hit the task. Thank God I'm alive. And I have books that I'm going to sell for the rest of my Reach life. Passive income. To to, so and have a mm -hmm. passive income because of cancer. So do I regret it? I cannot because out of it came something positive. And so that's why I want people, if I can, if I can impart anything to anyone through this medium, I would say, regardless to what you may be facing or what you may be going through, it doesn't matter how hard, how sad, how angry you are. Use the time, take time out of that, conceive an idea that you could put something into action, be it to teach that same lesson to other people, or be it to create a passive income that is going to benefit you for going through. Reward yourself for your misfortune. Misfortune can make you or it can break you. Misfortune is exactly that, a misfortune. You missed an opportunity something that that happened that shouldn't have happened but you could still turn it into a party thanks for listening to this episode of the chatterbox if you enjoyed this episode be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us a review follow us on instagram at the dot chatterbox for teasers and updates